Hey mamas, welcome back to the Nurtured Mom Show podcast. So today's episode is for all the moms who feel negative emotions around self-care. You know, those guilty feelings around taking time for yourself. And we're going to dive into my top tips for overcoming some of those guilty feelings. So you can start prioritizing your self-care and getting back to feeling human again. Let's go. Mamas, are you tired of feeling like you're surviving in motherhood instead of thriving? Does motherhood feel like a never-ending cycle of responsibilities, to-dos, and overwhelm? Do you feel disconnected from the things that really matter to you? Society tells us that being a mom means always giving and sacrificing, putting ourselves last, and feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, burnt out, stressed out, and defeated. Because that's kind of what mom life is. I want to help you change that. Let's start making you a priority. Let's get your life aligned with your values. Let's make your time work for you instead of against you. Let's get you more time in your day for the things that bring you joy, for alone time, for a motherhood unburdened by the mental load of doing all the things. Because your worth and value is not attached to how much you do. Let's start living our days with more meaning and less overwhelm. Let's stop listening to what everyone tells us a good mother should do and start being the good moms we already are. Because you, my friend, deserve a life that feels whole and thriving. And I am here to support and encourage you along the way. Each week, we'll dive into conversations about how to get you more time, less overwhelm, and living your life pouring from a full cup. I'm Alyssa Lindquist, and this is the Nurtured Mom Show podcast. So we're starting this episode out with a little special guest who would like to say hello. Hi. (laughs) This is my oldest, Riley. She is home from school today, and I'm working on the podcast episode, and she wanted to say hi to everybody. So you have anything you want to share? No. No. (laughs) All right. Say bye. Bye. Hey, Mama. Okay, so now that we've had that brief introduction from my oldest, I figured we would dive into the episode. So today I want to speak about self-care. And I think self-care has become this thing that feels almost like more like a burden. There's a lot of negative feelings and emotions tied up sometimes in self-care, right? Like perhaps taking time for yourself makes you feel guilty that in some way you're being selfish or a burden to those who are helping you. Maybe you feel like there just isn't enough time for self-care. So maybe there's a little bit of resentment mixed in there. Maybe you're having a hard time letting go and worry that things won't get done or done the right way. Or maybe you just feel so dang tired (laughs) and it feels almost like more work. And then you feel guilty for not doing that. Like I should be prioritizing my self-care. I should be doing this. I should be getting up and exercising, but you're feeling tired. So there's a lot of guilt on that end too. Maybe you feel unworthy of taking time to yourself because maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you have a husband who works out of the house or maybe because you didn't have a great day with the kids, you were 
maybe a bit more impatient than you'd like to be. And you just feel like I don't deserve self-care right now. Whatever it may be, I think this is completely normal. I think a lot of people feel these these things. I've been there, you know, I still am there. I think I think it's a natural reaction sometimes, right? And I think it's all too easy to say no to ourselves when our people need us, right? When our role as a mom tells us to be selfless, ever-present, always there, it can be really anxiety-inducing to take time for yourself. I recently felt super guilty for booking a week-long trip away from my family this winter. It's at a time of the year where my husband is busiest. He coaches basketball. He has long days. And, you know, the girls are out of school for a few of those days. It's, it's just a lot for him and my friends to juggle. But it's a girl's trip with my mom and my sisters. It's, it's something we've talked about for years. And... I almost convinced myself I wasn't going to go. I felt bad putting that much on my husband and my friends to wrangle while I'm gone. And and I also felt like, why should I get to go? And my husband has to stay home, right? He works hard too. I felt a bit of guilt around that too. But ultimately what I realized is I need this. I need to get away. I need to recharge. I need to spend time with my mom and my sisters that I don't get to see often. We live in different states. And we're really never together without the kids. So this is this is a big deal. But you know what? I'm I'm worth it. I'm worthy of this time. For no other reason than I'm a human. And I need a reset. Trust me when I say that your family will benefit from you showing up for yourself. You will benefit from showing up for yourself. And you know, as cliche as it sounds, you can't pour into others' cups if yours has nothing in it. Right? So how do we go about starting to shift some of these beliefs about self-care that are holding us back? I like to use an activity that Natalie and Joe Rivera from Transformation Academy use called the table leg method. And this is how it works. So imagine a belief being the tabletop. And the evidence that supports that belief are the table legs. Now, that evidence holds up the belief you have. When you knock out the legs of the table, you knock out the evidence, you dismantle that belief. And you know, it's not necessarily that your beliefs are wrong. It's just using this method to let go of beliefs that are holding you back 
from living your best life. And it, you know, it also works in reverse. If you determine a belief that is more empowering that you'd like to hold on to instead, all you need to do is find evidence that supports that new belief. So let's use the example, good moms put their needs last. That's a common limiting belief that people have that keeps them from prioritizing their self-care. So what is some evidence that supports that belief? Now, these are just examples, but maybe someone who believes good moms put their needs last had a mom who always put her kids first. She loves her mom. She thinks her mom's a good mom. So that's the example she had. That's a piece of evidence to support that. Maybe you internalized how when you were pregnant, you were told the things you could and couldn't do in the best interest of your baby, right? Like, don't drink coffee. Don't have deli meat. You know, that's not bad advice, but it definitely adds evidence to putting yourself last. (laughs) Definitely all the coffee drinkers who chose not to drink coffee during their pregnancy because of their baby understand that (laughs) putting themselves last. And maybe it's that you have friends whose kids are doing all these activities and your friends are saying how tired they are, but the kids are doing the activities anyway. And then you think they're all good moms. So that's a piece of evidence that supports that, that even though they're tired, they're still doing these activities. You know, maybe it's the experts that say, breast is best. Don't use screen time as a babysitter. Don't yell. Those are all in the interest of kids. Not in the interest of mom. Right? Now, let's think about an alternative belief that is more empowering. So if you believe that good moms put their needs last, what about switching that and making it good moms make themselves a priority because they are better able to care for their loved ones when they do? Good moms make themselves a priority because they are better able to care for their loved ones when they do. Sounds a lot nicer. Now, now you have to ask yourself, what is the emotional benefit of holding on to the limiting belief? So if you believe good moms put themselves last, maybe some emotional benefit to that is you feel secure in knowing that you get to keep control. When you are always present doing everything for everyone, it's in your control, right? Or maybe you feel on a deeper part of you, no one can tell me I'm selfish. If you put yourself last, no one can say you're selfish. 
maybe when you put yourself last, you feel lovable. You feel loved and needed. That's a deep one. Sorry to go there, but it's true. Like on a deeper level, maybe you put yourself last because you feel more loved and needed when you do. Now I want to ask you, what would be the emotional benefit of adopting that new belief? That good moms make themselves a priority. The emotional benefit might be more fulfillment. Feeling more at ease because anxiety and overwhelm and guilt don't overwhelm you, right? That guilt, those those negative thoughts. If you don't believe that moms put themselves last, if instead you believe that good moms make themselves a priority, a lot of that guilt's going to go away. And if good moms make themselves a priority, you'll begin to feel Like you have an identity beyond just a mom and a wife. And you sure as heck are going to feel less burnt out. Now I want you to ask yourself, are the benefits of this new belief, do they outweigh the cost of giving it up? Does the emotional benefit of that new belief, those new feelings, more fulfillment, more ease, does that feel better than risking the chance of maybe someone calling you selfish or feeling unloved? What do you think? If you think yes, that the benefit outweighs the risk, then let's continue moving forward. So now for each piece of evidence you found to support the limiting belief, I want you to ask yourself, could this be untrue? Is there more to the story? What could be another explanation, right? The goal here is to knock out as many pieces of evidence, as many table legs as you can. So let's go back to some of the pieces of evidence we had. So, My mom always put us first, and I think she's a good mom. But maybe if you look a little closer, you realize, okay, she put us all first, but she's really struggling with her mental health right now. Maybe not true, but if it is, that definitely doesn't help or support that good moms put themselves last. Maybe the thought of when I was pregnant, I was told the things I could and couldn't do. But you love coffee and you drink coffee your entire pregnancy and your baby is healthy. Okay, there's another way to refute that evidence. Maybe it's that, well, my friends, I'll have kids doing all these activities and they're so tired but the kids are happy and they continue to do those activities. But maybe 
there's more to that story. Maybe they have family nearby to help out. It's not all on them, right? Or maybe it's the advice that breast is best. Don't use screen time as a babysitter. Don't yell. Maybe you stop breastfeeding because you struggled with anxiety about it. Your baby's happy and fed, right? Whatever, whatever pieces of evidence that you can come up with to refute some of the evidence that you held on to to support your limiting belief, come up with as many as you possibly can. Now, I want you to sort of flip it, right? So now that we've knocked out the table legs of that limiting belief, I want you to add as many pieces of evidence as you can to hold up that new belief, as many table legs. More table legs, the more support, stronger it is, right? So maybe if you believe that good moms make themselves a priority because they are better able to care for their loved ones when they do, maybe some pieces of evidence to support that is I am more patient with my kids when I've taken time to recharge. I am less overwhelmed when I make myself a priority. I'm more present with my family because I filled my cup first. I feel more connected to my spouse because I no longer feel like it's all on me. I feel purposeful in something more than motherhood. And if you've tried to prioritize yourself, your kids still love you, right? These are all great examples of evidence that supports that good moms make themselves a priority. You can come up with whatever evidence works for you and feels good, right? And, you know, your new belief may not be as strong yet, but that's okay. The importance of this exercise to get is to get you thinking in that direction. So when you have time, ask yourself, what might be holding you back from prioritizing your self-care, from taking time to yourself? P.S. Self-care is way more than just like an occasional mani-pedi or night out with friends, right? There's so much to self-care and what you need. But just for the purpose of this example, let's speak to alone time, right? So what might be holding you back from taking time to yourself? Ask yourself what new belief you could have to replace it. And come up with evidence that supports that new belief. Over time, this will get easier and you'll start to believe it. Now, I'm not one to just talk about it. I want you to take some action. So I want what I want you to do is head over to the Facebook group and grab the worksheet that walks you through this exercise. 
So let's get you over that hump of feeling guilty and get your cup flowing over. So inside the Nurtured Mom Show Facebook group, I will post a link to a worksheet that helps walk you through all this. So you don't have to remember everything. It will just be there for you if you'd like to try it. Okay, girls. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening in today. And just in case you didn't know, we have a private Facebook group dedicated to furthering the conversations we have on the podcast. Our Facebook group will help you apply what we talk about in the show each week. Plus, it's a wonderful community of wonderful moms supporting and encouraging each other on this journey of motherhood. I would be so thrilled if you joined us in this movement towards a more nurtured motherhood. To join us, just go to alyssalinguist.com slash Facebook. Thanks for tuning in, Mama. See you next week.